Mais elle donne mon ami, tantis, nankis, de nains, parents, cousins, couillons, patulas, et padnas. That's no show. And I'm coming to y'all live, not both, for the second weekly annual episode of the podcast. Net. And let me tell y'all, y'all gonna be talking a lot on information because it's chock a block pack. Now we're gonna talk Abbey players, for Lil Shop of Horror, New Orleans Saints versus Redskins, Speckless Music, Ravis Records, the legendary Warren Storm, Lullaby Sound Design, and much more. So y'all stay tuned for more news with Chuck and Maria. We'll be right back. Man, don't be canai. Everybody needs more travail. Man, that's why you need to contact Nonky C on Electric Interstate at therealnonkshows at gmail.com. I'll take care of all your advertisement needs, Sha. I'll do some acting. I could do y'all a commercial. Here, I'll even dress up like Billy Bob from Showbiz Pizza and play steel guitar while the Reverend plays his trombone in front of Aztecas. That's therealnonkshows at gmail.com. Well, we got us another special guest in Poodoo Studios today, and let me tell y'all, this man can sing, play the guitar, play the harp, play the fiddle, play the washboard, teach, does some art, does some sculpturing, and now he's even helping direct a little shop of horrors for Abbey players for their little play down there. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Abbeville, came to Jadis to be live, not bald, in Poodoo Studios, Mr. Jason Harrington. And you know when you come to Poodoo Studios and do an interview, I don't have a lot of moolah to give y'all, but I had to... Uh, Cook for my partner. Yeah, worked up appetite driving all the way in from uh, Abbeville. So, well, I got that fresh some Cajun fresh sausage for him. I put that on the grill. We had some leg quarters, some rice dressing, some good rice dressing, and some uh-huh. poking beans. Bitch. And, I'd uh, go back twice for that rice dressing, no. And that makes me happy. Look, and I, I, I ain't gonna be standing up for a little bit. Well, we passed on the Saints today. We was watching the Saints together. We had Who a good time. Ooh, yeah, we who that now, but let me tell y'all, first half, <laughs> we was running inside to the pit, back and forth, we was having a good time, and in that third quarter, after we ate for halftime, let me tell y'all, it got a little quiet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's me, when I went get that second plate of rice dressing right there, I said, look, if, if we gonna have to watch this, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be happy about it. Man, yeah, Jason, he's a stress eater, him. <laughs> a lot of us, we get... We get too drunk for the saint. Man, Jason, he might eat too much rice. Nah, uh-huh. But let me tell y'all, me and Jason was talking the whole time. I said, a lot of y'all, y'all getting far shade. Y'all throwing in your tower early against the Giants. But let's talk about some positive things about the Saints. Man, up until this point, they only played one home game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And let me tell y'all, injury. Being that we won today, that's going to be a big win. We're 3-2. and two. We're only a game behind in the division. Okay. We got a lot of people coming back after the bye week. We got Mike Thomas coming back. We got uh, Anya Mata's going to be back soon. Yep. Triquan Smith. Yep. Uh, we, don't forget, we got McCoy out. So I think the Saints are going to get better and better. I mean, you got to think, and we just we just picked up Kenny Steels. You got to think, you know, Callaway's going to be your third receiver. Yeah, that's it. And ball, once he is, let me tell you. Let me tell you, he's, he's going to cut loose. He's going to open that field up like a Walgreens, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Troutman, Speckle Deep Troutman. Deep route, all nine. Uh-huh. Deep route, on the route, call your mama mouth, everything. Everything's coming up. You know, let me tell y'all who the special player of the game was. Y'all not going to think. Oh, yeah. Mr. Gilligan, the punter. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, he's putting them boys back and pinning them back. And y'all, y'all not giving the defense credit. Now, let me tell y'all, I grew up with a Don Patrol poster <laughs> on my wall. Okay? I put a lot of holes in my sheet rock. At my nan and parents' <laughs> house with my Don Patrol post. But this defense might even be in better. Remember, Juan Alexander's still out. We lost a lot of people last year to free agency. And let me tell you, they both stepping up. They signed Roby. Them boys was on the field. Mm-hmm. 
You already mentioned Anyamata hadn't been there. Anyamata's not there. And look, let me tell you, that defense was on the field forever. And them boys was tired. And them boys was get, they was bending, but they wasn't breaking. All the offense was, was having some, some little turnovers early, which they got to clean up. And they're going to do that. But uh, give the defense credit. Now, where we lacking is off there. Not the punter, but yeah. But, oh, the look, but hey, look, Lutz is out, man. Lutz. Yeah. Our kicker hadn't been there. Right? Well, our, our number twos have been coming up short. Well, and I was looking on my free agency list. We got Cody Mendel, Drew Alamo, and Noah Anderson are still available in the Lafayette Parish to, to kick. I don't know. Sign one of them local boys to kick because let me tell you what, today wasn't no much better. No, no, no. Who's that boy that used to kick for the, Karen, the Bears, Karen Crow back in the day? Oh, Wade Richard. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah? What do you think he's doing these days? Huh? Well, he's uh, he makes uh, customized king kicks. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, well, you know. I think that's just my Nonky Damas coming out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Man, we're going to cut to a quick little break. But before we do, check out this new little tune, Lighten This Lonesome Load. From the Speckler's new album, No Egret. Be on your back, sir. Laying on the floor, listening to the dough, wondering how long you're gonna be. You don't know how lucky you are. Then I can't go outside. The Imacara, I think half the fun. Trying to figure out how to fly. I know you don't like when your train's off the track, but me, I don't like when my garage is off the track. So when my garage is cussed, I call T. Joe Superior Garage Doors, 337-277-5513. Them boys got there early, and they work quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I heard he even makes a pretty good rice and gravy. So if your garage door is acting Ted dear, you call Superior Garage Doors, where quality's always on track, Jack. Okay, thank y'all for staying with us through a little commercial break. Uh, now, like I told y'all, I got the Cajun McGovern live in Poodle Studios, so we got a lot to talk about. But we're going to focus first on uh, something cool. Like, you know, I, I know it's Halloween uh, season coming up. You got them uh, fright trails and all that uh, coming up. But something else people don't, don't uh, know that's going on, uh, Jason's from Abbeville here, and uh, he's been working hard on a little project um, in the theater in Abbeville. Uh, where, where y'all, what y'all working on? The Abbey players out there, we're doing uh we're we gonna run a, a show at a little shop of horrors, which uh you may have seen the movie from uh a while back and it's been a play, it's been a book, it's been all kinds of things. But uh it's a story about a, a guy who owns a, a plant shop and uh, he brings this little plant in and uh he starts taking care of the plant and then before long he finds out that the plant likes to eat eat uh people. So well, that's crazy. It kind of goes from there. Now, let me guess, and I've never seen this movie before, Jason. All right. And let me tell y'all what's going to happen at the end of that huh? story. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I'm going to just be Nonky Domus for a second. The aloe vera plant kills the bad plant. Well, now look. Because <laughs> I'm telling y'all, my grandma would put that on everything. She, she, she'd rub it in there? Oh, aloe vera. <laughs> you, you can't leave a house without aloe vera plant. That's <laughs> <laughs> Who's the good guy? Get y'all if the plant's the bad guy, that? what plant's the good guy? Well, you know, I don't know the day. This is one of those where there might not be a good guy a whole lot of the way in there. But. Well, but, so, so if y'all looking for something to do different in, in Halloween, y'all go support local. And that's at a classic theater, huh? Yeah, that's at the Abbott Players. I tell you what got me involved in that, too. I, uh, I teach down in Vermeer Parish. I teach music. And uh, a few of my students 
day into uh, musical theater, which was never really something that I really was into or that I understood a whole lot. I didn't have a lot of experience with it. And then a couple of them were, told me about this play that was going on at the Abbey Players, the Little Shop of Horror. Um, and so um, I got invited to work on the music for the show. So I went and I listened to the music from the, the uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and I realized that a lot of it sounds like swamp pop music because it's real heavily um, coming out of, like, 50s kind of rock and roll. So I was like, man, I bet you this can kind of, you know, take kind of a swamp pop kind of spin. And being from Abbeville, I'm a big fan of swamp pop with Warren Storm and Bobby Charles and all those guys. And uh, so I really jumped on the, uh, the chance to go in and, and do it. And, I mean, we've really been having a good time with it. I mean, making some good music. I'm bringing my fiddle in there. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, talented actors and actresses from around. And, I mean, it's really, gonna, it's really, we're having a good time. It's going to be a good show. Well, that sounds interesting. Now, tell me when y'all, uh, when the performances start and, and end? So we, 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 we open up on October 15th. So we, we're going to do two weekends, the 15th all the way through the 24th. We do a show on the 15th, couple on the 17th. Then we do, I think it's the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. You go to abbotplayers.com, you can find you some tickets uh, for any of those shows. They, they, they're starting to fill up, so if you want to come out, you, you probably want to get on there pretty soon. Now, the guy, y'all said there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's in Abbeville and the music and stuff. Now, was that somebody that wrote the play, and y'all might not know that, uh, somebody that wrote the, the play and all that, they from around here? Or? Now that, no, now that hadn't happened. So the, the play was, it was originally made as a movie back in the day, and then it eventually got turned into a, a musical, and then it kind of went from there. And our director, her name Lauren Dartes, she's incredibly talented. Um, she um, had an opportunity to direct a play, and uh, decided, she's a real big fan of Halloween and things like that, and she decided she wanted to do Little Shop of Horrors. So when I heard that she was doing it, and I, I knew her, I know she's an incredibly talented singer and musician and uh, actress in her own right. And uh, so when I saw I had the opportunity to work with her, I had the opportunity to work with some of my students, and it was in a, a show which I thought was going to be kind of cool, and I really was uh, kind of digging the music, I, I, I jumped on it. So I'm, I'm real happy to be involved in it. And then as things kind of progressed, I ended up picking up a role in the show, so I actually get to be the voice of the plant that eats. People, the evil which, voice. Which, give us a little example of I like, the, I like, the aloe vera's in it. I, I like to eat. So, so the, the big line from the show is, Feed me, Seymour! <laughs> Feed me! Well, Shadow and Fawn, you're going to make me fall in my croissants already for Halloween, boss, screaming like that. <laughs> well, the aloe vera plant don't like that very much. <laughs> so you must have fashioned the aloe vera plant. Look, hey, that aloe vera plant had stepped foot in that theater since we started, so you better tell your grandma to well, put some miracle grow on there. I got or my something. money on the aloe vera uh -huh. plant. We might have to do a little vote on Nong's Fashay book. <laughs> who like who voting for the aloe vera plant? Because you know your grandma's voting for the aloe vera plant. I know y'all got some aloe vera on y'all at some time. Now, now the now the thing that I was talking to Jason before we decided to do the show. The thing that fascinated me the most, I said, well, uh, how much how much moolah y'all get for that? And he told me it was all volunteer. And uh, also, the volunteers that put this, this beautiful play on, you know, all local actors and musicians, not only did they have to volunteer their time once, but they had to go back for that COVID, you know, and they had the virus and everybody was drinking Robitussin and all that, putting out of everywhere. They had to go back and they had to do it twice. 
you know, they, they're talking 200 hours volunteer and they're doing that for the community. So now y'all do the play, all the volunteer work. What's that money go to? It, it goes it, to the city. A lot of it keeps the, the Abbey players there and to keep the Abbey players available and open for, you know, people to come in and, and do shows and, and just to provide that that um, entertainment and that experience to 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 people in the community. And I, and I know, like, uh, a lot of y'all young people don't know. I know we, they taught us that in school when I was there, but we had gravel hallways when I went to school. But I did know that uh, Abbeville, if, believe it or not, they had filmed The Blob and a lot of the, yep. the old uh, horror movies and regular movies back in the day. For whatever reason, Abbeville had filmed that. You wouldn't happen to know how long that theater's been open. Oh, the, the Abbey play has been there for a long time. I'm not sure exactly when it opened, but it's a... It's been longer than I've been around. For and sure. let me tell y'all, uh, Abbeville, they do some downtown performances. Uh, Nunk's been out there to perform some music out there a few times. And they got some beautiful restaurants. Uh, and believe it or not, downtown Abbeville has got a nice little town square. And uh, it'd be something nice. Take your, take your Bernice and your Beatrices out there. Mm -hmm. And you got Shucks. You got Dupuis. What's some yeah, other? You, you got from Abbeville? You got, they got all kinds of good stuff to come out and eat out there. You know? Something different, you know, like uh, to go out there, take your little old lady on a on a little yep. date night. Bring and, out for a walk around the square. Yeah. Have a good old time, you know. Yeah. I'll well, be down to 92 degrees by next, uh, you know, the end of October. beautiful so. weather, 92 <laughs> degrees. So there you have it. Uh, go to, uh, on the Electric Interstate, they got abbeyplayers.com. Uh, you can go there and buy your tickets. And from what I hear, it's a smaller venue, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Only probably seat 80 to 100 folks. So, uh, you know, and then it's, uh, the way the stage is set up in Abbey Play is a little different. So the audience sits all around the stage. So, uh, you know, the front, the seats in the front of the stage tend to go first. So if you want to, you know, not be looking at the back of the actresses, actors, you better go. And look, and look, God is my witness. You got actor Jason. I had Tom Charles book us some tickets while, yep, while I was yep, cooking. Yep, yep. I opened the door to Tola. She's not here right now, but I'm I'm pretty much the mm -hmm. boss. I oh, told yeah, her, I said, you booked right book but... them tickets. And I told yeah. her, I said, I mean, I'm going to pay for them. But <laughs> when you get a chance, right. if you have time, you have if you can to, book I, them look, tickets. Look, I'll drive. I, I heard But you. actually, I told her. I told her. Uh -huh. Well, look, let me yep, tell y'all. Look. look, we got an awesome show. We got some more We got some more fun facts coming for y'all. We're having a great time at Poodoo Studios. We're going to cut the short commercial break. But look, y'all go to Abbey Players, period, come. From October 15th through the 24th, y'all go out there and, and celebrate some Halloween with them partners. Uh, little Shops of Horrors. We got some live music and some local acting. You can't beat that with a stick, baby. Okay, we're going to go ahead and cut to one of our DOTD sponsored breaks. But before we do that, there's a little tune called Jack Be Nimble from the Speckles' new album, Louis Gray. Jackie, give Baby, climb that when you get it right. like the New Orleans Pelicans, the Grand Oiseaux? Oh, man, yeah. Y'all like UL? Man, yeah. Man, what about LSU? Oh, yeah. What about the Saints? Oh, man, where, sure. Man, don't be pas too la, couillon. Go downtown to Hub City Sports. 
It's across from the old Don Seafood. Let me tell you, Jared is going strictly to the electric interstate. He's liquidating and juicing all his merchandise. That man's got more sales than a pirate ship. Go down to Hub City Sport. Get yourself all decked out, bitch. So ice down your beer and get your black and gold gear. Who that? Man, who that? You got your rule on the stove and you're ready to roll. Man, who that? Man, who that? You got your partners on the couch saying let's okay, go. Okay, welcome back to Pudu Studios. We live Night Ball with Jason Harrington from Abbeville. Now, Jason, we all know you're the Cajun MacGyver. Uh, and you have all these, these tools in your belt, all these talents. You're singing, you're acting, you're teaching. Um, but I'm reading on there. Uh, an electric interstate has said a lot that a lot of your start had to deal with art. So you were originally an artist? Kind of. I think the first thing I, I, I got into that I realized I wanted to do and that I kind of took to was music. So like I really, really jumped into that head first when I was a kid. When it got time to go to school with things, I took a couple of music classes and I was set there at that time. I couldn't learn nothing. So I'd sit down and I, I remember particularly at, uh, at UL taking some class with Dr. Sue. And uh, she man, took, she, I'm gonna tell you, I know Dr. Sue, I love that lady. <laughs> she man. taught piano, and then she would Sue. fuss at me because every time I had to play some scales, I would try to swing them. And I was like, <laughs> and and I, I don't know what it is, I couldn't play them straight, you know. That's, so, man, that's a good problem. So after getting fussed, well, unless you're in a class, then you're gonna get fussed at. So and you never want to let Dr. Sue well, down, you know. I Dr. did, Sue Lean, if you don't know her, it's an amazing woman. Uh, so I said, you know, this ain't for me. So uh, I backed out of school for a bit. I kept playing music. And then when I decided to go back to school, uh, I got into uh, the art program. And I didn't really know. I never you went really, to UL? I, went, I did. UL? I went to UL. I went to UL. And I got into the visual arts program. I never drew a whole lot. I never painted a whole lot. I don't know why I went into that, to be honest with you. And, then I, and I majored in sculpture because somebody told me, that was one of the, the hardest things to major in at UL because the, the professor was hardcore. That was a, Dr. Cheryl Savoy. She was awesome. When I went back into that, I, what I learned or what I started to understand was that all the things that they were teaching me in art class about how to talk about creating art, it all applied to music. Somehow or another, I learned more about creating music through studying visual art than I did with anything. And one of the best things about that was one of my drawing professors was uh, Mr. Stephen Bro, who was uh, also an incredible guitar player. And after taking a couple of uh, classes with him, uh, we got to be friends. We got to get into some musical discussions and things. And uh, I was used to guitar shows at the time, the Artmosphere. I played there at the Artmosphere and Barry. It was so great. She would give me a, a one night a week. Say, come in, do whatever you want. Right, service industry night. You know, waiters, waitresses, bartenders from across town would come in. They'd get half-price drink. I'd sit in the corner and play songs for them. And uh, I did that for about probably five, six years. And Steve Bro started coming and playing with me. And uh, we found out we liked a lot of the same music. Uh, we'd have a lot of cool, you know, kind of discussions. And then out of that uh, grew the Specklers. And uh, for the Specklers, y'all got some music online. Y'all, how many albums y'all got? We got three out right now. We did an album out, and uh, first one we put out was in 2011 called uh, In the Clover. Uh, then we did another one called Animal Monk, and then last year we put one out called No Egret. All three of them we recorded out in Kaplan with uh, our bass player producer. His name's Lucas Broussard. Been a friend forever since we were, you know, in high school. Incredibly talented producer. And I'm gonna tell y'all, I've been out to Ravis Records. It's nice in there. They got a Fender Rhodes. They got an organ. 
little grand piano, got a nice control room. They got the tape machine and the digital stuff. And that's all nice to have all that. And let me tell you, I like all that. But what I really like what y'all doing that's different. Y'all y'all trying to establish a label with the Ravis Records name and y'all looking for good local quality. And it sure seems that every time I'm in the Vermilion Parish area, it's like almost everybody can play the instrument well. I tell you what, it's not about, I think you, you nailed it. It's not about anything other than the music, about making something that's real. And if you can't bring it, then don't come. Yeah. Okay, now we get to get to the juicy stuff, okay? Now we talked about your art leading up to music. Okay, let's talk about your music influences. And uh, we, we want to get to some of these legends you've been uh, studying with over the last few years. So I can't wait to hear about that. There's a handful of people who have introduced me to new instruments at times. And what you start to learn is, this, I guess it's kind of like cooking. Like, you know how to cook, right? And then you get a new ingredient. And it's like, now you take everything you know about cooking and you put a new ingredient in there, right? And so, like, with instruments, it kind of feels like that. So when I met Albero and Al showed me the fiddle, it's like all of a sudden everything I would do with my voice with singing made sense on the fiddle. No, I still can't do it because it's... And such a blessing to, to be able to learn from a legend like Al. Um, as I was following your career, I noticed that online and, and in person that you, you're starting to take more liking to... To local music and, and cultural music like we said before now uh, there's some other legends i believe you said you've been working with around town over the last year or so i had awesome opportunity to get to know meet uh, and play with mr warren storm who's like a hometown hero of mine right and with that playing in the major storm band that's that was warren and major handy who is a i mean a legend of zydeco music and of r&b music and of you know brilliant musician who's been playing south louisiana music for a very long time and who's just a master of it. And I, I've been having the privilege of uh, playing with these guys, right? And spending time with them and getting to know them. And so you were able to actually do some gigs with, with, with Warren Storm and oh, Major yeah, Hand oh, and yeah, all that? Yeah, I still play with Major a good bit and play with Warren up until, unfortunately, up until, you know, recently he passed. Um, but I was so blessed to be able to spend some time with him and play with him, you know, up until that point, get to know him and, and, and uh, share those tunes with him. Music's one of those things where once you feel it with somebody, you know it. Be able to be a part of that and feel that with him was really a special now thing. jason you gotta tell me and I, I tell you i got i got the the free songs when you told me the story tell the people how you first met warren whenever major had told you to go pick up his partner and all that about <laughs> him and him and your daughter and all that right, tell everybody right, that story because right. man tell y'all this, this is this, this is as good as the story as it is. <laughs> i'm telling y'all i thought i thought i said he's either he's either pulling my leg or he's being serious but he was being serious so we go to practice we over covid right mm -hmm. we couldn't get out and play so we get together once a week uh me and major and warren and cal stevenson and carmen uh joseph would get together and we would practice once a week that was the major storm band and um cal would normally go and pick up warren and and, and one afternoon Cal couldn't be there, so I went to pick up Warren, and, and it was right when we started playing, and I'd all, you know, for forever I've known who Warren Storm is, and I've known about him, and, you know, et cetera, and like I said, I'm from Abbey. legend, him. hundred percent. So I get, I pick him up, and we, we go on to practice, and we talking, and at the time, Warren was 83 years old, and uh, from Abbeville, and I'm from Abbeville, and we just, you know, talking in the car, and I asked him, I said, hey, uh, you didn't happen to know a uh, uh, John Earl Harrington. And he looked at me and it's like he stopped. He said, say that again? <laughs> and I laughed a little because he caught me off guard. I said, you didn't happen to know a John Earl Harrington. And he said, well, of course I knew John Earl Harrington. That that was my best friend. <laughs> and I said, what? I said, what you talking about? He said, John Earl Harrington. He said, I was in his first way. I served 
in his first wedding. He used to take me to all my gigs. We were friends in school. And I it never, I never knew that. Growing up, my dad was one of those people. He, so that was your dad, John. John O'Harrington's my dad. Yeah, that's. I think that happened for a reason. So growing up, my dad was like, he was, you know, everywhere we'd go, every, you know, you can't go to the grocery store without talking to everybody in the grocery store. Because my dad was partners with everyone. That was your yeah. social media back that's then. That's it. <laughs> one of the ghosty people. You go everybody was friends, store. right? So I knew. Ours was Adrian's. He would tell me, you know, like growing up, you know, Warren's coming into town to plays. I'm going to see my buddy, my partner, Warren Storm, play at Smiley's in, in Iraq. Man, you just thought that's and his I, partner. That's yeah, it, right? Yeah. I didn't know it went that far back. I didn't know it went that deep. And Funny how that works. Look, I tell you what, I was floored to learn that. I really, really was. And what and, a blessing for y'all to, to link up. A hundred percent, right? Yeah, so now, that was, now that was y'all, special. Now you eat. I know uh, you and Major was good friends. And Major plays with us in the Speckles. I say Major plays with you in the Speckles. Uh-huh. Well, that happened before we got to the Major, Major Storm uh, gig. I met Major sometime back. You know, Speck, we just play, man. I mean, we do original music. What we consider the South Louisiana music, when we met Major, I mean, it was just like partners from the start, and he started playing with us. Well, that's good to hear. Well, Jason, if you don't mind, we're going to play him a, a little sample platter of y'all old album. This next tune's called Pavement to a Stone. It'll be followed by a short commercial break. And look, when we get back, we're going to talk about Lullaby Sound Design and Jason's cross-country trip to California to meet the Grateful Dead. Y'all ain't going to want to miss it. I think I see sunlight, but it's too soon to tell. Got a letter in my pocket and a penny full of will. I keep driving on. Keep on rolling on Keep on racing the moonlight Keep on chasing the dawn And I see my face in old age Somewhere down that road somewhere Keep me on the swirling trip and I keep along the ride. Keep me on the telephone, I got one more night to go. But I know I need someone to keep me on my toes. Cause it's a long, hard road from the pavement to a stone. No, it don't go. It don't go. Got gradu? You know what to do. Call Two Clean Pressure Washing at 337-909-0243. Them boys are on a cleaning frenzy. They like some little schooling bass. They're cleaning every stuff. Residential, commercial, driveways, pop-up campus. Hell, bring them to the deer camp. They'll even clean that too. I heard they even pressure wash gravel driveways. So look, give them a call. Mention Nunk Shaw's. They give you 20% discount. And they'll even come out and give you a free on-site estimate. So if you got gradu, you know what to do. Call Two Clean Pressure Washing. At 337-909-0243. Man, thank y'all for sticking with us. We're back live in that ball at Poodoo Studios. We got Jason Harrington here today from Abbeville. Now, Jason, we talked about your acting with the Abbey players. We talked about your band, the Specklers. You play guitar, you sing, you play harmonica. You're an artist. Like I said, you're the Cajun MacGyver. Now, tell me if this is right. 
you also build all your own guitar amps and you own your own guitar amp company called Lullaby? <laughs> well, Man, you... Well, yeah. God I, damn, how much time you have look, on Look, I hand? don't have no time. I don't have no time. I got no time. But that's it. No, I do, man. Man, now, what know. made you spark? What sparked oh. you to say, okay, I play all this music, I teach, I do all this acting and everything. I'm a Kuyomi. I got to do all well, that. Well, I'm, well, let me start a guitar amp company. What uh, made you decide to do that? I know, that? I know. Well, what made me start the guitar amp company was uh, a conversation I had with Al Bayrard. Um, I was a tone freak. Tone freak. And, and, and what, what I mean by that is when it came to playing an instrument, there wasn't nothing that man couldn't do. You pick up a fiddle, you pick up a guitar, you pick up whatever you want to pick up, and there's no limit to what he can do with it. So his mind starts going to what kind of things can help me to make these sounds. And so he would dig into guitar. I've always kind of been that way too. And when we met, it kind of it kind of pushed from there. And he encouraged me to, to, to launch Lullaby Sound Design as something that was uh, worth doing. Building these things goes back way further than that. Now, when you say building them, that's, that's like an amplifier? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so... So what, what Lullaby Sound Design does is we build what we call individually voiced instrument amplifiers. What that means is it's an electronic amplifier. We use old vacuum tube technology. And when I say we, I guess I mean me. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but everything is built from scratch. We make the cabinets. We make the chassis, which the chassis is the metal, the metal housing that the amplifier is built into. And then uh, one by one, resistors and capacitors are, are, are built into these amplifiers to make them work. Um, but that started when I was a kid, to be honest. Um, I had an uncle Roy who had a wood shop uh, down the street from my house. And uh, me and my dad would go over to his, his wood shop. And, and uh, we, the first thing I remember building over there was we built some speaker cabinets for um, just some some speakers that we had to set up some stuff in my room. And uh, I think at that point, I would have been nine or 10 years old, but it was a, it was, it, it made the point to me that, you know what, if you want this stuff, you can just make it. And that was always the thing growing up. And uh, was that we, we more often than not, didn't go buy stuff that we wanted. If you wanted something, you made it. So we wanted a barbecue pit. You know, we knew enough people that know how to weld. You make your barbecue pit. It's going to be nicer than the barbecue pit yeah, you can right, find right. at Walmart, right? And and we did the same thing with speaker cabinets. And so, like, as I started, uh, you know, over the last, you know, I don't know how long. It's been a while now. But uh, electronics have starting to get more and more disposable. And that's always been a bother to me. I'm a, people call me a tree hugger. People call me a hippie. People call me any and all of these things. But I don't. I don't feel like wasting stuff is a good idea. I think that we got a responsibility to respect the things that we consume. And so with that, I, I feel that the, the amplifiers that we build and, you know, the amplifiers that we use should be things that, that, that are meant, built to last, that, that are made to, to, to go on and on. You know, we have instruments that are, you know, 80 years old now, you know, old guitars, old fiddles, old pianos. And, and with, uh, with amplifiers, it can be the same way. So that's kind of where Lullaby Sound Design came from, was building these old, old kind of using old technology and old, old techniques and kind of making these amplifiers that were one of a kind. Um, through launching Lullaby Sound Design, I did learn 
that I, I really love playing music. I really love building amplifiers. I really don't like running a business. I don't like following a lot of paperwork. I don't like, you know, keeping track of a lot of that kind of thing. And then, you know, it, and, 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 and we've kind of changed some courses over the past six but or eight years. Up, but, like if people want, now tell me, if they would still want like a custom design, you do custom design amplifiers. Yeah, to some degree, to some degree, I've uh, I've kind of settled in on a couple of amplifier designs that I, I think are, are not I think, but that I know are really really solid, kind of time tested amplifier designs that that I can build. Uh, I've kind of gotten out of the the custom amplifier design because it, it can be a, a can of worms that I'm not always willing to open up. But uh, one thing that I, I learned from repairing things, that I can take an amplifier that was made in the 40s, the 50s, or the 60s, and I can restore it to play like new. I can't necessarily take an amplifier that was built in the 90s or the 2000s and make it work. And so I've kind of gone back into what made the, the amplifiers that are 50s and the 60s do what they do. Uh, and, and that's what seems like that's what the people are trying to, to you know, emulate. And I think I think you do a good job with that. Well, I, I appreciate mean, that. And you used to have a little store and all that. And let me tell you all, not only don't sound good, them them amps look good. I think I think you do a good job of taking your technical stuff from the music, but you also incorporating the art stuff. So I think the amps really look cool too. You know. You well, know. look, I'm gonna tell you what inspires me with that stuff is South Louisiana accordion builders, right? We got the best accordions on the planet that comes from here, you know, the the Falcons and the Junior Martins and the Savoirs building the Acadian accordions. These accordions are beautiful. They're not only the highest quality music instruments you can get, they are beautiful pieces of art. And then and we take something like that and then use it to make music, I think that makes a difference. Well, talk about it does. And I tell you what, you don't see many uh, guitar amps like that no more with the wood grain finish and everything. Uh, before we go, Jason, one little more story I want everybody to hear. You had told me about uh, you had to pack up your little pop-up camper one day, and you drove all the way across the country to California to bring old boy a, a, a amp. Uh, I never got to talk to you about that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that little trip? So, so I'm I'm a I'm a fan of uh, well, the Grateful Dead and the kind of then they're not a Zodico band. They're not a Zodico band. That's true. But I will tell you this. I will add to they're this story if you got a, a second. So, part of the end of the trip was we went out to meet a musician uh, named Neil Casal, who was a, a incredible, incredibly talented uh, guitar player. Um, and, and built an amp to bring to Neil in Los Angeles, actually in Ventura Beach, California, um, and, and go to one of his shows and meet with him and give him this amplifier because we felt like it was, um, you know, the kind of music that he was creating and the way that he thought about playing made a lot of sense with the kind of amplifiers that I built and etc. So we drive out to uh, Huntington Beach or Ventura Beach or whichever one it was and, and meet with Neil and, and give him an amplifier and go to the show and I mean, it was it was incredible meeting him, incredible talking to him. Um, it was incredible hearing him play through our amplifiers. And then uh, afterwards, we went down to what was called the Skull and Roses Festival, which was a Grateful Dead festival in Ventura Beach, California, which meant literally morning to night jam band music. I don't know, two or three days straight. And as I'm sitting there in the dirt listening to the 15th or 20th jam band, you know, had heard that day, I realized I love 
Zydeco music. I love Creole music because what those bands were not doing, they weren't putting that, that groove in it that Zydeco music puts in. They weren't putting that extra little kick. And it's like all of a sudden I felt the same way about the music that I did as if I go to Tennessee and I order gumbo from somewhere. Like, yeah, something ain't here. Well, I think, and I think a lot of people from this area, they take it for granted. I think that. You know, I, look, I, I think, can tell you I was one of those people. Oh, man, oh, man, I, I can understand that. I didn't know that for a while. And then you start getting older and you start traveling and you say, well, we're one of the last places that may have culture in America. I'd agree with you. I, I, come, I come to think about it this way, and, and I could be wrong, I, I may be it, but whatever the case, it becomes a matter of taking what you got and making what you can with it. I met uh, Mr. Milton Gilbo. Mr. Milton, was, he passed a few years ago, but in addition to a thousand other things, he built pedal steel guitars, but he also worked at Coburn's Supply House for the longest time. Now, this is in the days before Amazon, before you could order stuff online. So he would take plumbing that he would find in the Coburn Supply House, and he would use them to make pedal steel guitars. And he would make some of the most beautiful instruments that you can imagine seeing from parts that he found where he was at work. Man, I think right there that goes to show you what Cajun and Creole people are all about. Mm -hmm. Taking what you can, a low standpoint, and making something positive out of that. Yeah. My grandma Eula would say you put some love in that. You put it's enough love in it, and, and that, that round steak gonna be now, nah, man. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> right, I can take a box of that Zatarain's uh, red beans and rice, and I can make you that. Uh huh. But let me put that love in it. Uh -huh. That this different night, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all get off special. of work, you tired, and you make that for your kid. Man, but then when you get off of work and you make that little box of Zatarain, you tired, and you put some love in it. And that's what it's all about: showing some love. Look, thank y'all for tuning in to my second episode of the podcast, Nick. I hope y'all having as much fun passing y'all ears on that as I'm having making them. And look, if y'all think y'all got a little story y'all want to share or y'all want to do a little interview for the Nong Charles podcast, Nick, don't be haunt and don't be capon. Y'all send me a little email on the electric interstate at therealnongshawls at gmail.com. I'd also like to give another shout out to my sponsors, Too Clean Pressure Washing, Hub City Sports, Superior Garage Doors for taking a chance on Knock Shaw's podcast net. And uh, as always, merci mon ami, bon chance, and bye-bye.